0: You're listening to an audio sermon by Pastor Bernard Mulder from Household of Christ. We trust that you will be encouraged and blessed as you listen to the Word of God. The Bible teaches us in the book of John chapter 16 verse 33 that God has given us His kind of peace. It says the peace that He has given us is not the peace of this world, but it's a peace that comes from heaven. In this world, we're going to experience tribulations. We're going to experience some difficulties, but God has overcome this world. He has placed His peace on the inside of our hearts. The heart is very important. When you think about your heart, it's one of the most important things in your body. The heart is protected by a rib cage. The heart is the very thing that gives us life, gives us strength, gives us energy. If your heart's not working, nothing is working. The heart is mentioned over a thousand times in the Bible. The heart has got the ability to reason. The heart is an organ in the body that can feel all different kinds of emotions and feelings in your heart. The heart reasons, the heart feels and forms opinions. The heart represents your will, your desires. A person's heart can be soft, a person's heart can be hot. In your heart, you can keep grudges, and from your heart you love. In your heart you experience joy, anger, peace. It's your heart that trusts. It's your heart that does not trust. In your heart there's pride. In your heart there can be humility. Your heart can be cheerful. Your heart can be broken. But remember, Jesus came to heal the broken-hearted. The heart is so important because the heart can show emotions. The heart thinks. The heart has a memory. It's in our hearts that we have faith to believe God for the impossible. It's in your heart that you meditate upon things, good things and bad things. It's in your heart that you remember God's faithfulness, it's in your heart where you remember those that have wronged you. The Holy Spirit Himself was the life of Christ Jesus. But remember, as a Christian, Jesus Christ is our life. Heart is the life of man. But the life of the heart is love. That's why you have to allow the love of God to be on the inside of your heart. Love is the fruit of the recreated human spirit. Love is born in the spirit. When man gives his heart to Christ, when man is born again, he is born of love. And God has poured out that love on the inside of your heart. That's very important to know that God has deposited his love on the inside of you already so that you'll be able to live a successful life. Remember, Romans 5 teaches us we glory In tribulation, knowing that tribulation produces perseverance, and perseverance, character, and character, hope, and the hope of God does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out into our hearts by the Holy Spirit. Oh, family, in these times that we are living, where we are facing difficulties, it's important to know that the love of God has been poured out in your heart. A Christian's life is a journey, and we have to protect that which God has given us, what's been placed on the inside of our hearts. That love is very important because faith works through love. Remember, it is the tribulation that produces perseverance, character, hope, and it's the love of God that's been poured out in our hearts. But let's do it from this side. It's because of the love of God that has been poured out in our hearts that we have hope. Jesus Christ is our hope, our glory. It's because Christ is being formed on the inside of us. We have character. Because we have character, we can persevere. Because we can persevere by the grace of God, we can face any tribulation knowing that God Will see us through. Jesus said, The thing that you treasure most, there your heart will also be. Matthew 6, verse 21 says, For your heart will always pursue what you value as your treasure. The eyes of your spirit allow revelation light to enter into your being. If your heart is focused, the light floods in. The thing you value most is the thing that will draw you closer to God or take you away from God. The thing that you value most, treasure most, will either draw you closer to God or take you away from God. Remember, the book of Isaiah teaches us that your heart can be close to God or far away from God. Luke 6, verse 45 says, a good person produces things from the treasure of a good heart and an evil person produces evil things from the treasure of an evil heart. What you say Flows from what is in your heart. That's what the New Living Translation says. If you say you're a positive person, listen to what is flowing out of your mouth because it's coming out of your heart. Family, if you want to be a more positive person, you have to be baptized by the Holy Spirit. You have to allow His presence to dominate your heart. Yes. Renew your mind and your way of thinking. But if you want to live victory in Christ Jesus, you need to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. Remember, all prayers are linked to our hearts because faith works through love. And that's the love that we have within our hearts. The Bible teaches us when we want to pray that faith that works through love, sometimes you want to pray your heart It's condemning you. You say, I cannot pray. You pray. Have you experienced that? Listen to what the Bible says. Turn with me in your Bible to the book of 1 John 3 verse 20. It says, For if our hearts condemn us, God is greater than our heart and knows all things. Beloved, if our heart does not condemn us, we have confidence toward God. Whatever is condemning your heart, God is greater than your heart. That thing that is condemning your heart, Jesus Christ died for it on the cross. The Bible says he knows all things. He is aware of the things condemning your heart. He's aware of what's going on in your heart. Words spoken come from our hearts. Matthew 15 verse 18 says, but what comes out of your mouth reveals the core of your heart. Words can pollute, not food. Family, it's very important to listen to what comes out of your heart. Your heart will always snitch on you. Out of the abundance of what's going on in your heart, the mouth will start to speak. You have to protect your heart, and life's journey protects this precious treasure. Think about a bus that's traveling on a journey where you are going. That bus has got a bus driver. It's got a seat where the bus driver is going to sit. He's going to hold the steering wheel and he's going to direct the direction of that bus. That seat is your heart. What have you allowed to occupy that seat? Every bus needs petrol to keep driving Every bus has a driver. Who's in control of your bus? Who's in control of your destiny? Because if hatred is holding the steering wheel, there's no place for love. If pride is sitting in that seat, there's no place for humility. Can you see the importance of protecting your heart? If unrighteousness is holding the steering wheel, where are you heading? Where is Christ? Is Christ seated holding the steering wheel, leading you and guiding you? Who's occupying the driver's seat of your heart? Can you see the importance of giving Jesus the rightful place? The Bible says He's poured out His love into our hearts. He has deposited mustard seed faith so that we can live a victorious life, those mountains to be moved. But that faith works through love. But if there's hatred, how can that faith work in the right way? Proverbs 4 teaches us, My son, pay attention to what I say. Turn your heart to my words. Do not let them out of your sight. Keep them within your heart. For they are life to those who find them and health to one's whole body. The Bible teaches in the book of John 6, it's the spirit that gives life. Jesus says, the words that I speak to you, they are spirit and they are life. When you allow the word of God into your heart, when you give him the rightful place, everything will start to change. This is the goal of every true Christian, to give Jesus the rightful place within our hearts. But even when we give him the rightful place in our hearts, we still make mistakes. Everybody makes mistakes. But as a Christian, you're in relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. Family, listen to me. Anybody can be tempted. The mere fact that you are born again does not mean you cannot be tempted. Remember Jesus Christ in Matthew chapter 4, he's the Son of God, yet he was tempted. It teaches us it doesn't matter how close you are to God, you can still be tempted. The difference is in a situation like that, we can rely on his righteousness, his ability, and not our own ability for God to help us in everything. Remember, you are baptized in the Holy Spirit, to become a Christian. When you become born again, you are born of love. You are linked up with God. The Bible teaches us no one is righteous, not even one. We as Christians, when our behavior does not line up with the Word of God, we can go to Jesus, the Word of God, to help us to change In the old covenant, they were married to the law. The law was the perfect husband who could never make a mistake. But the law could only tell you what you did wrong. Thou shalt not, thou shalt not, thou shalt not. But when Jesus came, who is greater than our hearts, he did not come to condemn us, but to show us a more excellent way. When you make a mistake, You can go to Jesus and He will help you and show you a more excellent way. Even when we are facing trials and tribulations, we know that His love has been poured out in our hearts. What makes the difference? As a Christian that's been baptized by the Holy Spirit, allowing God's Word to dominate your heart, you have the power to resist sin and to overcome temptations, crises tribulations, not because of who we are, but because of what Jesus Christ has done. His ability becomes our ability. When you make a mistake, you can run to Him and say, Lord, forgive me, and He's going to forgive you, and He puts you back on that straight path. When you make a mistake, it's not like those in the world that don't have any hope. When you go through a difficulty, we have Jesus Christ to help us. It's all about learning His lifestyle. Starting to forgive as Christ has forgiven. Family, listen to me. Many people out there that don't know Jesus Christ, even in churches, people that serve God from their minds, people can be taught the right thing, say the right thing. And you can say no to sin, no to temptation, no to many things. But you cannot say yes to righteousness without the help of the Holy Spirit. You need the Holy Spirit to cleanse and sanctify your heart. If you're going to do the right thing, say the right thing, you can only do it with a conviction that comes from the Holy Spirit. When we say no to sin, we also have to say yes to righteousness. Can you see The need to make Jesus Christ the CEO of your life. The unique temptations of a Christian are very common. Ego and pride and greed, fear, moral compromise. The Bible talks about the lust of the eye, the lust of the flesh, and the pride of life. These are the things that come against us. But the Holy Spirit, through the Word of God, leading us and guiding us, gives us victory in every one of those things. When we make a mistake, we can run to Jesus. In this time, you might even face some fear and anxiety and temptations. But remember, as a Christian, yours are not the same because you have God leading you and helping you in this time. As a Christian, we think differently. We dream differently. We look at things differently because we have God helping us and leading us, assisting us in whatever we are doing. Sometimes, Our hearts might even steer us in a wrong direction because of things that have been there for so long that we've not dealt with. I want to share an example like this with you. David, the apple of God's eye. I mean, the one who was loved by everyone. I used to sing songs. He killed, Saul killed a thousand, but David killed ten thousands. David finds himself in a position in 1 Samuel 25 where he's looked after Nabal's shepherds, protected them, And his men are hungry, and they go to Nabal, and they ask him for food. Now, please note that the word Nabal, or the name Nabal means fool, or one that's filled with folly. So they go to him, and they ask him for food. David asks him for food, and Nabal says, no. He dismissed his request. He says, no. He says, who's David? I've not known, I've heard of David. Who's this David? But yet everybody knows who David is. And David in that experiences tremendous rejection. When Nabal said, I don't know David, through his word he was saying, I don't know you and you don't belong. Everybody wants to belong. Matter of fact, everybody wants to be in that inner circle. That's why it's so wrong when there's cliques and you exclude people. Jesus' arms are always open for everybody. Nabal was saying, you're not important, David, and you're not valuable. And when that happened, something happened on the inside of David. He said, that's it. My 400 warriors, my men, come, draw your swords. We're going to sort out this guy. We're not only going to kill him, we're going to kill all the men that surround him. I mean, that's quite harsh. He said, 200 men will stay behind, but 400 of us, we're going to go and we're going to kill him. Family, it wasn't that it was a meal that upset David. But the mere fact that he was rejected as a person and as a leader. Because we knew he had killed Goliath. Everybody knew the story. But now he was rejected. It's quite hectic if you think about it. David went from hungry to angry. Went from hunger pains to revenge in his heart that's quite extreme if you think about it just being refused a meal but when there's so many things going on in your heart a small little thing like that can trigger you remember we always judge people from our strengths we always judge people on their worst actions and we justify ourselves on our best intentions but you never know where that person is coming from Nabal would have been dead David said, I'm going to go and I'm going to kill him and all the men around him. But we thank God for women with wisdom. And Abigail, Nabal's wife, he was a man with folly in his heart. She had wisdom in her heart. 1 Samuel 25, you can go read it. She went up to David and she spoke to him. She declared The Word of God. She declared the truth about David. Family, in a time like this, where people's hearts are heavy, many things going on, you have to go and declare the Word of God, the truth about people. She said, number one, David, you are a fighter. You fought for the Lord. We know the courageous things that you have done. You are known. You matter to the Lord. She said, number two, the Lord's got a plan for your life. You important David. She affirmed that he is important. She said, number three, somebody is pursuing you to take your life, but God has got a plan for your life to save you. You are valuable. She said, number four, she said, remember on the battlefield when you faced Goliath, you had a friend in the Holy Spirit who disposed of giants who helped you. You are secure. You have a friend in the Holy Spirit. The same anointing that helped you to kill the lion and the bear was the same anointing that helped you to kill that giant. It's the same presence, the anointing that is with you here to help you right now. She spoke the word of God, life and light, and she quieted the lies of the enemy. And because he took it to heart, Everything changed. Sometimes we can go through things that has affected our lives. Remember, it was the rejection that David experienced in his house from his brothers. When the man of God came to anoint a king who was David, he was not even invited. When they said, is there anybody else? He said, no, nobody. David was out looking after the sheep, rejected, pushed aside, When he came on the battlefield, the day that he killed Goliath, his brother was saying, you're full of arrogance. You've come here with your own motives. David experiencing rejection from his own family, experiencing that rejection from Nabal. But when Abigail came, he listened to her. He felt safe to listen to the words of this woman. Take the food. Don't go into battle. It's not worth it because of hunger pains to allow revenge to come into your heart. Turned his men back from killing Nabal. Believed and received the truth, the word of God that she gave him. And everything changed about him. The greatest victory that day was not on the battlefield, killing a giant, Goliath but was the giant within his heart, revenge, that hatred. The greatest giants you have to face are those things that are in your heart. Family, listen to me. It's impossible to hold up the banner of victim and the banner of victory at the same time. You're going to have to let go of the victim so that you can enjoy the victory in Christ Jesus. In conclusion, this life's journey, protect that treasure on the inside. Celebrate every victory in your heart when you start to forgive as Christ has forgiven you. It's very important, mind control. What do I mean by that? What you are thinking about, what you are meditating about, because those things that you meditate upon they will settle in your heart don't allow negative thoughts to grow in your heart don't let hunger turn into revenge don't let hunger turn into anger remember that when Jesus was hungry he was tempted in that very thing but he said i might be hungry but i'm not desperate not going to let my situation dictate my actions. What the mind focuses upon, what you treasure, is what you will feast upon. What consumes your thinking will either make you or it will break you. Family, our minds are like a sponge. If you're only looking at negative things, negative things will start to settle in your heart. Be very careful what you meditate upon. Make sure that you meditate more upon the word of God than anything else. Life without the Holy Spirit is life without meaning. Life is a journey, so protect what you are carrying on the inside. The thing that we need more than anything right now is prayer. Pray for our nation. Pray for our world. But it needs to be prayer in the power of the Holy Spirit. You're unable to pray. In the power of the Holy Spirit, because you do not recognize prayer as a thing of the spirit. We need effective prayer. The only prayer that's effective is prayer that's in the spirit. James teaches us. it is the effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man that avails much. The only prayer that's effective is prayer that's in the spirit of a fervent, the effective fervent. That fervency talks about heartfelt prayer, prayer that comes from your heart. Can you see how important it is that when you pray that there's no need or no condemnation in your heart because then you don't have confidence towards God. It's the effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man. Righteousness is that position that we hold in Christ Jesus. When His righteousness has become our righteousness and your heart is sanctified and you have a pure heart before God, gives you confidence. When you've messed up and your heart wants to condemn you, remember Jesus is greater than your heart, greater than the mistake. When you go to Him and you ask Him, forgive me, go read James. When they ask for forgiveness, they'll be forgiven. This is the reason why we need to give the Holy Spirit the rightful place in our hearts. Jesus said, loving me empowers you to obey my word. Can you see you can obey God's word because he loves you? There's nothing that can separate you from the love of God. Who is in control of your heart? Have you given Jesus Christ the rightful place in your heart? When you do that, everything will start to change. God has given us His peace. His love has been poured out in our hearts. In life's journey, protect this gift with everything that is on the inside of you. Amen and amen.